networking. If you're most people, you probably find that word a bit scary and off-putting, and you're aware that it's something that people who are successful in business do, but you don't like doing it or you don't know how to do it for yourself. Well, it's true. Having a network in business is incredibly powerful, but you don't have to go about it the same way as everyone else. In this episode, we're going to share the ways that we have networked that have allowed us to do it really, really well without doing any of the things that we don't like doing. Keep watching because there are some great tips coming up. Something I've noticed the further we've gone on in business, Rob, is the power of a network. Now, we've talked a lot and some people have said too much about hints and not actually saying what we're doing in the future. But it's been more evident recently as we've been taking on this massive new project, which has been very different for us. Related suits our skill set, but it is different. I know I'm being very vague and probably annoying people. But what's really benefited us is having a network and knowing who to go to to get a question answered or going to somebody who might not be able to answer the question, but probably will know who can answer the question. And we've hired a, a CFO from, from our network, for example, recently. That's a key hire. And that is the power of networking. You know, finding somebody at an executive level through a network is super powerful stuff. So the network you have can be really, really powerful. And you don't have to wait till your business is established to, to make it powerful for you. I've just really noticed it recently. So selfishly, I wanted to talk about this episode because this is a conversation I'd have with you if we weren't recording. Like This is the kind of thing I'm, I'm quite interested in. These are the off camera off microphone topics that we would normally have. But I thought, well, let's just share this conversation. Let's get into it. So I've touched on a little bit of why it's important, but why do you see networking as important? And and actually, what has it done for you? I almost want to stop using the word networking because I think people have a picture of what networking is and it's not a good picture. (laughs) Like when you hear networking, well, I always think um, conference rooms, name badges, awkward introductions, like hanging around on the end, on the edge of a group, trying to get in, uh, sort of trying, feeling like you need to go and like really pitch yourself to someone. And networking really is, I think, it's just like people you know. Your network is just people you know. It doesn't sound as professional or whatever, but for me, that's what it is. And by knowing people or getting to know people, people are where opportunities come from. There are some opportunities you can create for yourself, but there are very few things in life that I can think of that you could just do 100% on your own. So whatever you do, it's going to, whatever opportunities there are, it's going to rely on either you creating it for yourself, which will normally involve then bringing other people in, or being invited to participate in someone else's thing. I completely agree. And actually, I've referenced us hiring through a network, but we actually met through technically you networking. Was it intentional, the the podcast that you set up to set it up as a networking tool? Was that its sole purpose? Was it something else? I know you've referenced it in the past that it, it was a benefit, but I don't know if that was an intention from the off. And, and for the benefit of everyone listening, just in case you don't know, because they obviously want to hear us talk about ourselves, what did you do for us to meet? Yeah, so it was a weird type of networking. So I set up a podcast way before the, the Property Podcast, which itself was about eight years ago. So this is like in the early days of podcasting. And I was like 
to the extent that I am and anybody now, I was a nobody then. Like literally nobody knew who I was. I had no authority to be talking about this subject. And I decided to start a podcast about property anyway, despite having absolutely no reason to be doing so, except I thought it'd be interesting. So I'd say it's probably at least sort of 30% I'm interested in podcasts. I want to see how you put a podcast together just from a technical point of view. And so let's do it and property something that I'm interested in. But the majority, I think, was I want to talk to people and improve my knowledge. They're not just going to talk to me and I'm not going to just go to one of these conference rooms with the badges and everything else. That's not my style. So if I invite them to be interviewed, then maybe they'll agree. And some foolish people did. <laughs> and, <laughs> but, but opportunities came out of it. That's, it's not what you'd think of as networking, but it was. It is, it's such a clever form of networking because, I mean, I'd probably turn up up at that point in my life to an envelope opening you know I used to go to like the worst networking meetings ever so I was like a podcast this is different than a breakfast networking meeting where everyone's throwing cards at me so I was like you didn't have to ask me twice I I was probably there early (laughs) But, but it was a clever way of doing it because it's it was different because like you said most people in their their heads see networking as someone smashing into a room flying out the business cards to everybody, you know, getting in their faces, being me, 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 you know, what can I get out of you? Moving on, moving on, moving on. No real depth. I mean, that's bad networking. I'm sure people can network a room and do it well, but, and that puts people off. I mean, I'm, I would consider myself a mild extrovert and I, I couldn't think of anything worse. Going to a room full of strangers, having to strike up conversations. If you can do it, hats off to you. And I know people who can and I admire them and we've got people in our team who can do it. And I always send them first because people think I'm going to be good at it, but I'm, abysmal i'm rubbish my small talk chat is terrible <laughs> yeah I, it's not for it's not only not for everyone it's probably only for like a minority of people and for them from minority of people that form of networking works and that's brilliant nothing wrong with it but that is only one form of networking and that's why i think that as a word it sort of feels like constrains you to that but actually building up a network expanding the range of people you know can be so much more than that. And you can find all these different ways of doing it that do bring you these opportunities. And as you've said, like this this podcast, this business, this everything has come out of a form of networking. And I think if if anyone watching or listening tries to think about all the positive things that have happened in their lives, if you take a broad version of networking, a broad definition, surely everything pretty much will have come down to that. Yeah, you know, you're right. And another thing that you've done really well benefited from but you've taken advantage of it you've you know you've made the most of it absolutely you have is the books that you've written you've written some bestsellers on property and i'm sure it was great writing and having an income from that as well and and that was all good but i don't know if again if it was intentional or it was a nice result of writing those books but i've noticed that you've definitely built a network off the back of those books as well because you leave your contact details in there so people have reached out to you and gone often I'm sure it's just a thank you but I'm sure there's been really interesting well I know there's been really interesting people who've contacted you and and you've been able to develop some sort of relationship with them yeah and we can talk later about like more formal ways of doing networking but my general approach to it has been like what I call lazy networking which is sort of waiting for people to come to me and so in general waiting for people to come to you is not a good strategy because why would they? You need, but you, so you need to create some kind of hook to get them in. And so 
like with with us now at the stage we're at like we're not like superstars or anything but people are routinely coming to us and that's a lucky position to be in but when you're just starting out no one's doing that it doesn't happen so you need to create something to to hook people in and in my case that was creating things like the podcast and the books and having a blog and things like that i'm I'm not a fan of talking about myself and I don't certainly don't want to just like turn up in a conference room and talk about myself. But what I do like doing is creating things. But by doing that and putting it out there, then other people take the initiative and come to you. And so, so it's kind of like backwards networking, but it works. It does. But let's get tactical now. So somebody interesting emails you because you put your email in the box. If they email you, and you think, oh, this would be an interesting relationship to develop. You don't just reply, thanks for your kind words and archive it. Like, you, So you say you're lazy, but you must be doing something more. So how do you cultivate those relationships? So someone making contact is the first step. But I think you're going to be a lot better than me at this because I find lots of people contact me in different ways. It's not just all saying, oh, well, I like your work because in, in business, people are constantly pitching me things and there's a lot of noise there. So I probably default to the nice replies, short replies to everyone. Plus, I'm not a big fan of writing. So I find that hard work. So it's just like, thanks. I appreciate it if it's if it's kind words and maybe a little bit more than that. Or if it's a question, you know, I'll try and help them out or a request. I'm careful with my time. What I'm, what I'm saying is, Rob, I'm, I'm obviously clearly lazy with the relationship. So I may be a lazy networker as well and people do come to me, but you have seemed to develop... I think more frequently than me. Of course, of course I'm, I'm not a recluse. I have built relationships with people. But I think you've done a much better job. So what have you done? I think partly it's like I've probably got more inbound than you have because of the books and things like that. Therefore, I can be a bit lazy and a bit choosy, but still <laughs> end up with like a decent a decent selection. And, I, and I've got... And I've got worse at it over time because like, you know, when, when you're starting out and you haven't got that much going on, I used to everyone everyone who contacted me. I would send them long replies. If people if people just asked me a, a, a random question about something, I'd go out of my way to answer it. But as time's got got on, and I've got more inbound, and I've got busier with other things, just can't do that anymore. That inevitably means that I'm missing some opportunities because if I'd just taken the taken the time to do more than a one liner, then that might have developed into something. But I didn't allow that to happen. So I'm probably seizing fewer opportunities now than I did before. Like as a proportion but that just then puts i think it's worth being aware of that from the other side as the person doing the reaching out because it means that if you're reaching out to someone who is going to be busier you need to both make yourself stand out and follow up probably yeah you know you know what you just made me think but if you had contacted me today about a podcast you just started and there's no episodes out and you wanted me to attend not because i've turned into some sort of evil person but just because I don't have the time, I'm just like, sorry, Rob, I, I can't do your podcast, but best of luck with it. Yeah. So I, I suppose I am shutting myself down to opportunities, but I, I guess it with networking is got to cast your, your, your line out quite a few times and occasionally you're going to meet someone who's a really good match and a really good fit to your network. But there's going to be loads of times when you 
you've caught a, a shoe or you've got nothing out yeah. of it and it's a numbers game. Yeah, so if you sort of put yourself in the position of the person who is trying to get in contact with someone who you think could be interesting, you probably, to start with, you probably don't want to start at the very top. So if you wanted to become an author or something, emailing J.K. Rowling and saying, hey, have you got any tips about how you did it? It's probably not the best idea. You want to start smaller with someone who's got a chance of replying to you. But also, you need to be prepared for the fact that whoever this person is, they're probably going to have quite a lot of noise in their life and you need to cut through that, which means putting some effort in, coming up with something that's personal, and ideally offering something. It doesn't have to be offering any kind of skill, but just offering an interesting opinion or insight or something, just something to show that you've put some thought in and adding some value to their life a little bit. But even if you do that, there's a good chance that that person won't get back to you because they're busy. So you then need to be able to do that again and again, until maybe they do reply. Not not just going like, did you get my last message? That's <laughs> like, that never, ever, ever works. But just ignoring that and coming back a month later with another interesting thought. And eventually it'll work. When I think of the people who I've got kind of like a semi-regular email back and forth with, they're all people who just kind of kept on, kept on going. Like even if I didn't reply, even if I just sent back a few lines and went, cool, thanks. They weren't discouraged and they kept going. And so despite my rudeness, they they kind of got there in the end. I'm not saying I'm this great catch, but I'm just saying... Like, no, we're, we're, I'm sure everyone, it's not worth the effort. <laughs> no, it's really not. <laughs> but but whatever, whatever, your, whatever the equivalent is, you need to put the effort in, despite the fact that I'm not all that exciting, not all that worth needing to, to get to know. You still have to put the effort in. So imagine for someone who really is worth getting to know how much effort you have to put in. I think you're right. It's being creative, it's being clever. It's not asking for things. I'd say probably 99% of new inquiries, whether it's an individual or a business, is someone asking something of you, whether it's your time um, or questions which take your time or a coffee or whatever else. Like I'm going to say something now. That sounds like a real douchey thing to say. But I think it's important for anyone who's trying to network with someone who they feel is like an aspirational network figure. So I'm not saying this is this is me, but if somebody says, Oh, can I, you know, speak to you for an hour or two and I'll buy you a coffee? So wait there, you're gonna trade my time for two quid. Like I can buy my own coffee. Like what is there something else? Or like, can you just send an email and I'll try and answer that? Like I know that sounds like a really rubbish thing to say, but it's the when you are like so tightly scheduled and someone just wants to have a coffee. I mean, a beer is a slight upsell. I'm <laughs> semi-tempted if it's a beer, but and I do like my coffee as well. But <laughs> the point is, I'm not going to trade an hour with a stranger because it could be an awful hour. I mean, it could be a because you you don't know, do you? So you're taking a massive gamble of your time and who this person is for a couple of pounds. I've got to assume that it never works. Like it's possible that if you send that out to enough people, eventually someone will go, yeah. But I don't know. It just seems so unlikely. It's lazy. It's really lazy. You'd be astonished how many emails I get from people going, really enjoyed your book, learned loads from it. Are you free in the next few days for a call to talk about my strategy? Why would I do that? I can think of no reason why I do that. And sometimes it's like, oh, have you just got 10 minutes for this? Well, it's not going to be 10 minutes because it never is. But even if it was, there's things I'd rather be doing than talking to a stranger and helping them out for 10 minutes. But if you frame that in a different way and you, you kind of come at it with an interesting insight or 
offering something in return or whatever, or you build up a bit of a rapport first and then do that, then it's a completely different story. But coming in completely cold, it's never going to work. Definitely. So let's flip it back around to, so we've given some tips on how people can network if it's somebody who they feel it's an aspirational network. But let's now go back to someone's emailed you. You've immediately found them interesting for one reason or another. How do you then nurture that relationship? What what do you do? What do you do initially? And then what do you do ongoing to make sure it, it continues? I'm pretty bad at this bit. So this is sort of the, it's the, let's say that you've, you've had some kind of interaction, like maybe you've had a phone call or something. So there's some sort of relationship there. And from then it could go on and blossom into something wonderful, or it could just wither away. I'm bad at putting in the maintenance just not something I'm good at. And so I think the thing what you should do, um, what all the networking advice tells you to do, is just to do check-ins. So like, if you wanted to be like really on it about this, you could like, have a CRM for people mm. who are in your networking. So, and you could get notified if it's gone more than 60 days without you having any contact or something like that. And I've come across the odd person who does that. And I think that's brilliant. And that's a, it's a worthwhile thing to do. But I think my saving grace, despite being rubbish, like, so let's say that like a year goes by and now I want to get in touch with them because I think they might know something they can help me with. It's like, ah, this would be much less awkward if I just stayed in touch a few more times. But it's been a year, what can I do? So I tried to put some real effort into the, into the make, make the request as easy as possible for them. Not say, can you get on the phone for an hour? Not um, ask an open-ended question that involves lots of effort. Just make the ask as simple as possible. And normally it's okay. And if you've put in, if you've made enough of a decent impression in that initial interaction, then it can survive the the time that's passed. But the correct thing to do, although I can't say I do it, is to just do those regular check-ins and keep the relationships alive. And ideally keep adding value to that person through those interactions by sending them something interesting, introducing them to someone else, that sort of thing. Great. Okay. Well, I feel feel better now knowing that you're not the perfect networker. Uh, let's get practical again. We've talked about the person who's so charismatic and brilliant with new relationships that they can just walk into a room and start to build a network. If you're one of those people, then congratulations. You probably don't need a lot of what else we're talking about, but you are rare and, and well done to you. For the rest of us, what can you do? If Particularly if you're starting out and you want those more aspirational um, relationships and networks. We talked already that your book was very good for that. Writing a book sounds like a lot of hard work to build a network. And I mean, if you're that dedicated and you like writing, then sure, you can do that. Um, podcasting is probably more achievable because it's not actually that hard to start a podcast. It takes a bit of effort, but the barrier to entry in terms of cost and your setup and stuff like that is not too high. I mean, this setup we have for this conversation is a little bit fancy, but for our other podcast, it's proper basic. Like We do it from our respective homes in our spare bedrooms and, and just turn on the mic each week. It's super easy. So podcasting is... Definitely, for me, a way that you can build a network in your field, your niche. And the more you can niche down in that field as well, I think it'll be easier. What what else can can you do? What else is out there? What other ideas do you have? I think the, the medium can be anything as long as there is something. For me, it's like it's kind of putting across some kind of idea of what you're about. So the reason that things like a book or a blog or something works well is that you're giving people a chance to find you 
and then there's something for them to hook onto to decide if they're interested or not. So they can see your ideas and they can get in touch if they want to and not if they don't. But it, but whatever that is, it can be anything. It could it could be just a presence on Twitter. It could it could it doesn't have to be anything big at all. I think if you can do something like podcasts or videos, then that's great. But I think it's just about something that gives people a sense of who you are. If you think about what you're doing when you're like steaming into that room and like just talking about how great you are, you're still trying to put across who you are and why you're worth worth knowing. You're probably just doing like the worst possible version of that. But if you can if you can do that in a different way that just gives people an understanding of like who you are and makes them feel like they might want to know you, I think the medium should be whatever medium you're comfortable in and that could be that could be anything yeah I, I think you're right but it's just doing it just reaching out to people it's not going to work very often but creating something or being present somewhere I think massively helps so we've talked about the book the podcast I think we initially connected because I was active in a forum and you read a forum post of mine so that's a form of networking and I actually think that's a, a really easy way to build up a network because Forums tend to have a small number of users that are super active and a lot of lurkers and, and occasional users. But there might be a core group, even on our own forum, Property Hub Forum. There's It's probably the 80-20 rules. Probably 20% of the people contributing 80% of the time. It's probably even exaggerated further than that. But those people are building up great networks by doing that. And, and that's for property. But there are forums for pretty much anything and everything. That's another way of doing it. I remember... When I used to go to those breakfast networking meetings many years ago, the networking itself used to yield nothing, but they used to give you speaking opportunities where you could stand up and present on a subject. And I didn't do them for a while, maybe out of fear, um, who knows, but I didn't. After I did one, immediately people wanted to talk to me afterwards. Even though I'd been in that room a hundred times before, I suddenly was interesting. I'd become an authority figure on the subject I was talking about. And it's I think it's been trying to create content in any way you can, whether it's social, whether it's blogs, whether it's forums, public speaking. There are some events where they will pretty much accept anyone to speak. It's just being a little bit creative. And it comes back to the word we've, we've talked about a few times, which helps throughout this, wherever you are in this process, which is effort. You can be a lazy networker, or you can be a networker that puts effort in. And the ones who put effort in here, and just think about it for a little bit longer, and just put that extra effort into their approach, or to the, them putting themselves out there, they're the ones who are going to win, because most people are lazy. We're lazy in parts of our networking, very lazy. There's other parts we've done better at, podcasting, videos, all the rest of the stuff, the books, the forum. So... We, we've got some things right, but we've, we've been rubbish on others. But I think if anyone's going to take away anything from this, it's going, okay, the norm is rubbish. 99, but the good news is 99% of people do that. There's a very small section of society who would go, right, I'm going to put myself out there. I'm going to put a bit more effort into networking. And they're the ones who win. Definitely. I think I've said that I'm like, I do a lot wrong with networking. I'm not natural at it, but do some other things that compensate for it. If you can do both of those things. So if you really do put in the effort to nurture relationships and you are that kind of person who naturally does that 
and you're finding something that you're putting things out there that allow people to hook onto you and you're making yourself seem interesting and everything else. If you do both of those, then you're just going to be like the super duper ultra networker. It's like we come across people who like um, our, our CFO you mentioned earlier, he's, a, he's an incredible network. Like, now, anything you can ever think of, like, oh, I know somebody who does that. And like two days later, you'll be on the phone with them. And he's done that just by being a classically good networker without the other stuff. But if you can put those two things together, then that is phenomenal. Yeah, you're in a very powerful position. And we don't do it. And it's almost like we need to chat afterwards to go, wait, maybe we should start doing this because we put ourselves in powerful positions. But the most powerful people are the ones who subscribe. So if you are not subscribing, that's the last part. That's the last piece of your jigsaw, possibly. Maybe it isn't, but it's a bit of effort. But And if you really want to put that effort in, remember, effort's rewarded. Make sure you give us a like if you're watching on YouTube. And if you're listening to the podcast, well, then give us a review. We really appreciate it. And remember to sign up to our newsletter. Go to aob.show, where we'll give you many more additional resources, many tips and tricks that you can implement. So if you're into business, then that is the newsletter you need to sign up for. And of course, it's absolutely free. 